Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Um, how do you keep track of your, your VA's output and work performance? Um, you know, like things like, uh, you know, keeping track of their hours. Um, and then how do you also like keep them accountable? So um, everyone should have a roadmap. And the roadmap is always 12 weeks long. And it's 12 weeks because that's typically how we function. We function in quarters. And quarters, things change usually by the quarter, whether that's the seasons, the time change, sports, you know, how we're dealing with our kids. Quarter is a really natural uh, time change for everybody. So you take 12 weeks and you create a roadmap and you start backwards. At the end of 12 weeks, what should we have accomplished? What is the expectation? What does good look like? And you think, okay, what are the blockers that could possibly keep me from meeting this expectation of the school? And then you think, okay, what, what would I have considered a total failure if we don't meet the school? And then from there, you work backwards and you think about all the things that you have to do along the way, all the things that still simultaneously have to go on, right? So we're due to working towards this big project, but that doesn't mean these things can fall through the cracks. And then in the first two weeks, you're working out all the plans. And so you work backwards that way. And that's how you continue to make sure that you're on track. That's the VA's job to manage the roadmap. So at any time, if you're like, wow, we don't seem to be making progress here. And the roadmap says we should be here, but we're not here yet. Now you know how to manage your VA. And you can say, we're not there. Like, what's happening? Can you tell me what's going on? Do you need something from me? You know, um, are you held up? Is there, you know, something wrong? Like I, my, my website's being redone. And so I checked in, I'm like, Hey, where are we at on this? I thought we were going to be farther along. And she said, Oh, the file's corrupted. I'm working with uh, Dibby right now because I can't get it to work. So great. I knew exactly what the question was. She knew exactly what the answer was. It wasn't something really general, like, Hey, um, you know, we thought we would have this page done or we, we thought this would be done. I was like very specific. I thought I would have the first draft of XYZ. Um, and, you know, she can hone right in on that. Um, the other thing about that is you're also setting regular check-ins. Like, even though I let my VAs go off and running, we have those regular check-ins so that I can see the progress moving along. We don't want to the next check-in that I have, we don't want it to be at the very end. Like I want to see progress. What if I want to pivot? Because that's the other part that's really crucial that you have on the roadmap, right? As entrepreneurs, we're always getting opportunities, but we're also creating new things. And we're like, oh, I have this great idea. Like, let's start this. And then it's the VA's job to say, okay, this needs to go on the roadmap, which means this would have to either be put on hold or do you like, want to put your new idea on hold and then people can stop and they can think like, what do I really want to do here? Is this the way I really want to go? But if you're like, okay, yeah, you know what, that new idea, maybe we're going to table that for a bit, but now the VA can still put it back on the list. And the next 12 weeks we can say, okay, you had this, you had this idea over here. Do we want to go back to that? But you need to know, like, if you're going to pivot, what you are going to give up or what you're going to add to, or what the outcome is, what the new expectation is, all that has to go on the roadmap and feedback is super, super crucial. So immediate feedback, um, this is talked about all the time, whether you're like working with the VA or you have someone in the office, right? If you see something and you're like, that was awesome. Do that again. 
right? Like send a quick message. You're like, I love this. Do more of that. Or in the same manner, if someone says something to you and you're like, huh, that doesn't seem right. Or that's not the outcome I thought was going to happen. Send a quick message. You can follow up later, but just send a quick message and say, Hey, you know what? Like this right here, I don't like that. Um, can you make sure in the future it doesn't look like that? Or I don't want to see those kinds of things. I don't like, you know, like, cause someone sent me anything pink. I'd be like, I don't want to see anything pink. Like don't, don't, don't send me pink again. Um, but the number one issue that VAs have with their clients is they get no feedback. They're asking for real time feedback. They want to get better because if they don't, they know they can't keep you as a client, but the clients, either they feel like they don't have time for feedback or they feel like, well, I don't know, maybe it's not a really big deal. I don't really want to bring it up. Like it's just minor. Like all those things add up over time. And the more real time feedback that you can give, the better off you'll be and the, the better performance you'll get from the VA. They will actually be much happier. That's great. Uh, a lot of good points there. Um, yeah. One of the things that uh, you know, that I try to do, like you said, um, you know, try not to communicate, you know, some people don't want to communicate too much. Some people do, um, you know, during, during the, the day on Skype, you know, the, my, my team, I, I make them, I, I read this somewhere and I was like, that's a cool idea. So every day I kind of just give them, it was like three things. Um, it's like, uh, you know, what did you do yesterday? What are you going to do today? And like, are you stuck on anything? Um, as kind of like a little template that we use and they report like in the morning, you know, they'll come on and say, Hey, I did this yesterday. I'm working on this today. I'm not stuck on anything or this is what I'm stuck on. So that mm -hmm. seems really, really helpful. Um, that kind of goes into the whole process thing. I feel like once you actually start doing this though, it's like trial by fire. You kind of have to, um, you know, ha have to figure all that stuff out as you go. Um, but a lot mm -hmm. of great feedback there. Um, so um, do you have any, uh, or like, uh, when you talk to your VAs, what are their expectations in terms of like, um, you know, bonuses or like incentives? Uh, you, you know, we mentioned time off, uh, you know, sick days, things like that. Um, you know, what, what kind of expectations can people, um, you know, have in terms of, you know, should they be like maybe doing a bonus a quarter if you, if you hit those milestones or, um, you know, any, any feedback on, on that? I've never met a VA. Uh, present company included <laughs> that ever expected a bonus or an incentive. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay. Just, That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the, I do have some clients um, and I personally have gifts that I send out to my clients um, every year, past, present, um, no matter if they work with me, you know, three years ago or they're working with me this year, um, all my clients get a gift and they look forward to it every year. Um, but I, it, I mean, I, I think they would be thrilled. I think they'd be over the moon. I've heard of people doing it and I've heard of people, you know, they're really generous, um, with that, but, uh, VAs don't, they expect to be paid. They, that's it. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't pay VAs on time. They're very late. Um, they, uh, agree to a price, but then they like want a nickel and dime it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, VAs just want to be paid. <laughs> if you gave a VA an incentive or a bonus, that would be um, that would be considered like very very generous. Cool. All right. Great. Um, <laughs> a not super great subject, but uh, when do you know it's time to to fire your current VA? Like, what's uh, you know what are some red flags? What are some things that you should be uh, looking at to know that you know it's not a right fit either for them or for your company? 
Yeah, it happens. Um, and I've had to, I've had to help um, clients do it as well. And um, one is uh, silence. Um, if your VA is being silent, that's a problem. That's a huge red flag. Um, all of a sudden, there's lots of emergencies coming up. That's a, that's a big red flag. You want to hurry up and make sure that you know how to get into all your systems if you have forgotten or haven't done it in a while. Um, because it, these are things that your VA is probably going to be ghosting you. Um, which happens. Um, it's awful. I'm fighting really hard <laughs> to set the industry standards that they don't, don't do that anymore. It hurts us all, um, but it does happen. So be very, very aware of silence and emergencies. All of a sudden, a lot of emergencies are coming up. Those are, those are big red flags. But let's say it's not so severe and it's just a lot of work that is not to your expectation. Um, this is probably the most common and it's just signs that you've outgrown your VA. Um, you know, you love this person. They've been working really well for you. They're super reliable. And so you just keep on throwing things on their plate, but then you reach a point and you're like, wow, like, but this isn't getting the results I wanted. Um, I thought it would be more like I've heard other people having better results and, and they can't really tell you why. And it's, it's most likely you've outgrown them. And so in some cases, you know, it is time to part ways because maybe your budget can't afford, you know, both kinds of VAs. Maybe you can add to the team and just decrease one VA's hours. That's an option. Maybe it's time for you to hire a team to manage multiple aspects. But, um, you know, it happens. And in the same manner, like some VAs outgrow their clients. Maybe when they first started, they were doing, um, you know, just a lot of systems and funnels and processes. But from there, a lot of VAs move on to launches. And so they do really big launches and they're doing really big projects all the time. So having just some systems and funnels is not the right fit for them. And so in that case, you want to be aware of that and make sure you have that conversation as well. So they just, you know, like, oh, well, this will be my last month with you or something. You want to make sure you have time to move on. It's mostly outgrowing. And then, um, you know, just having a conversation about um, where you're going and you know what went wrong in the process um, again it's like feedback it's not always like the most fun but it does help and there's many times where i am interviewing vas and they're like but i could do this job i'm really great at it this is my skill set and i have to say and just just tell them but you're not going to be in this for the long haul like i'm in here to match my clients for the long haul and I can tell right now, like, this is just going to be something that you're going to do for now until something better comes along. And I can't knowingly match you <laughs> uh, with the client. Um, and then there are some instances where the work is just not good. There, it's, it's suffering. Um, oh, you know what? I'm computer is about to die. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not to <laughs> worry. Today. Um, so, um, so yeah, and then you just have to have a real conversation and say, here's all the places that I am not happy. Like, this is all the places that I feel like severely let down. Um, and it's just not going to work for me. Um, and you know, as long as you keep it about the work, it's always fine. It's always fine. Um, I haven't really met a lot of people that have gone into like a personal side. Um, but still they're afraid to talk about the work yeah. and they're just like, you know, just to say, Oh, it's just not working out. Like that's not, that's not a good thing. It doesn't help the next person. It doesn't help, 
um, you. And when you give real-time feedback, it can help the VA say, here are the things that I wish that you would have done as well. And it could be nothing, or you could be like, eh, well, it, that could have been it, that could not have been it. But if someone tells you, I wish you would have communicated more, um, that's, that's a big one because it either lets you know, like, wow, I can't possibly communicate more with anybody. And the next time around, I need someone who like gets me and can get this in exactly what I'm saying. So in your next interview process with somebody, you could actually just send out the same message and say, what does this mean to you? Like there's always something, always something to learn, even when you get rid of a VA and it, and it happens. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, like they say, it's not, it's not personal. It's just business. You gotta, you gotta protect your business. Yeah. I, uh, I also seem to, uh, feel like it's a really good thing. Like you said, communication of course is, is key in, in a business and a relationship and anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I try to talk to my VAs and, uh, I try to do a little bit of like the 80, 20, you know, uh, the, the Google, uh, 80, 20 thing where it's like, you know, I have 80% of them doing like monotonous tasks you know, a lot of the stuff that might not be the most fun. And then I, and then I'll go and talk to them and say, Hey, is there anything, any ideas you have, you know, anything that, you know, that, that you're, you know, you know, you think we can do. In other words, I, I try to give them some, you know, some, some leeway into, you know, giving uh, some feedback on stuff that might be more fun for them than what they're doing now, or they might enjoy more things like that. Um, you know, try to keep it, uh, you know, keep them happy in the sense that, uh, you know, make them happy with the, the job that they're doing so they don't go away. Um, you know, all to their own on that if, if you want to do that or not. But I, I feel like that's kind of a, a, a fun thing. Maybe I'm too nice to my VAs. You know, I think it's, I think it's, <laughs> it, I think it's about perception, right? Cause we think, Oh gosh, like who would want to do that job? But I, I, I for me, that's spreadsheets, um, anything technical, that kind of stuff. I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to look at it. I just like, who loves this? But I literally have people like, Oh my gosh, but did you know you could do this? Like if you knew this, you would have so much fun in spreadsheets. I'm like, okay. Like, do you want to do some spreadsheets? <laughs> um, but I truly believe like, you know, every, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. It's the same thing with work. And when I worked in an office, when I first started, one of the things that I would have permission to do is to, um, trade up any work. And the way I positioned it was, Hey, if there's any duplicate work, do I have permission to like move it around? I'll, you know, before we do, give it a go, like I'll check with you. And they would say, yeah. And so I would take all the tasks that I didn't want to do, usually spreadsheet related. <laughs> and then I would go around to like the other assistants in the different departments. And I would just figure out like who loved doing what and who got really excited. And then also what they didn't want to do. And so then I would trade and I would say, Oh, I'll do this all day long. I'll give you all that. And it was awesome. And the work was so much better. Like they would clean up the spreadsheets. They'd make these like really cool pivot tables. And they're like, oh, look, we just did projections. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. And, it, and even still. I love spreadsheets and pivot tables. Right? Like, there you go. <laughs> like, it's so. And I love it. And I smile because, I mean, the excitement that people get to do work that I just would just cry over. <laughs> when I was interviewing my VAs, um, that was one of the questions that I asked. I said, you know, what's some work that you're really proud of 
that you've done in the past. And I learned some really cool things about them that actually helped me consider them for hiring. And then the other question that I asked is, what is something that you've always wanted to learn how to do or that you just really enjoy doing? And it kind of opened my eyes. One of them said Pinterest. And I was like, ooh, do I have some stuff for you? Let's do it. So, you know, it's, it's really great to ask those questions, even during the interview, to kind of get a, an idea of what this person aspires to be and how they could grow with your company. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, I have similar questions. Um, in my hiring guide, I go, I cover all the questions that I cover when I'm searching for a VA. There's quite a lot. But when I'm sending over to clients, I've already like pre-qualified them. So like I break it down to three. And one of them is what kind of professional development do you participate in? And that will tell you a lot about what they really enjoy doing um, and what they really enjoy learning. A real assistant, a real VA was probably taking two or three classes at a time. They are obsessive learners. They watch tons of videos. They read books. They love, love, love to learn new things and then they love to test them out yeah it's that's uh uh yeah one of my uh one of my vas um that's uh, my operations manager she's uh very good at that kind of stuff is you know <laughs> she'll be like and she's very proactive too she'll be like yeah i watched this video i already know how to do this and i'm like oh all right awesome you know she sounds incredible <laughs> yeah yeah so so um yeah that's fantastic um, one other quick thing uh, I want to cover. Um, should you have your VA sign like a work contract, um, uh, NDA, um, non-compete, things like that? How to keep your business, your information safe? Um, you know, if like you said, some VAs will, will come and go. Um, you know, how, how do you, do you have, when you work with clients, do you have any like, you know, documentation that you help set them up with or, you know, any, any, Anything that you can give us on that would be fantastic. So the VA needs to send you a contract in order for it to be legal. Okay. Um, so if not, then you are technically employing them, uh, which is a huge, huge no-no. <laughs> um, so they need to send you a contract. The contract has to have end dates and they need to send you invoices. It can't be automatic payments. Now you can set up on your end to automatically pay based on their invoice. But these are some things that make sure, according to the legal system, that they are not an employee in any way, shape, or form. Um, now, when it comes to contracts, I have, do have some clients and they have their VA sign their contract because it's also going through their company, which is fine. Um, and then the same stipulations would be in place. The VA would still have to send their, con their um, invoice. They would still have to send over you know, their um, tax documents um, that need to be in place and the contractor will of course say that they're not an employee, they're an independent contractor. Um, so those are the, the first things. Um, some clients do a, a non-disclosure. Um, most VAs have in their contract that they don't own any of the rights to it, that everything is owned by the client. They are simply um, working on it. Very rarely will you have um, non-competes. Most VAs won't sign a non-compete. Um, and the reason being is because they're in a niche field. So signing a non-compete would mean that they can't take on any other clients. Um, you can say something like you can't. And it's um, maybe not work with a specific company, like maybe a direct competitor. Um, but like in the same niche field uh, would be more difficult. I've only seen two VAs that have a non-compete and it's typically for six months. Um, 
but the contracts are usually pretty um, in the client's favor. One thing that VA contracts typically have that um, I, I work with them on sometimes is they have a lot of what I would call like breakup language. And it, it kind of scares the client because they're like, gosh, like, are we going to, is this really going to go bad? And the reason they have that is chances are they've already had a client who has not paid them. Um, so now they're like very, very cautious and, and, and going into it. But VAs, you know, typically they, they want to have income. <laughs> they want to make a living. They want to do this. They want to work for you for the long haul. Um, but they're just trying everything in the world to make sure that they, you know, they don't get burned again. Um, so those are some things about um, contracts. And then you can also have, um, in, in my contracts, I usually like to work on project pricing. So I never have to worry about hours. But um, you can have, like, this is the many hours you work. Um, they're in charge of keeping track of their time um, because they're the independent contractor and there's certain, um, you can use um, Toggle, there's Harvest, there's, you know, there's tons of time tracking systems um, that can be used and sent over to you um, on the invoice and you can see like what they're using. I prefer to have my VAs just give me a flat rate. Just tell me what it is. I never have to be surprised. It's always in my budget. Um, but some people like to work by the hour. And in the cases where I've had VAs and they just don't do project rates, then I let them know, let me know when you hit 10 hours and then where we are. And I want to see what, what's going on. Um, but I do also have project not to exceed this many hours as well. And so they should know at that point whether or not they can complete what I want done in that amount of hours. Cool. Yeah, we use uh, Hubstaff and uh, we, we okay, are yeah. hourly, but, um, but, but both of my VAs are full time. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like a, a set rate because, you know, they, they have a set amount of hours that they do every. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that as well. Um, uh, you know, people think, oh, well, if I go with them this many hours, then I'm going to pay this much. But a lot of times, if you can guarantee someone so many hours and guarantee them a set, like you're not paying the hourly rate anymore. They have to charge that to make it affordable. It's like, you know, buying in bulk, same, same kind of premise. Right. Right. And I just like, I like that. It's very, uh, you know, because they're working on so many various different types of projects to me, mm -hmm. it's a big time saver. Cause if I were to have to like, you know, plot out each, each <laughs> the sub project that would get, that would get uh, pretty crazy. So. Cool, Melissa. I think we covered everything we wanted to co cover. Um, if people have any questions, drop them in the in the in the chat right now. Amy, did you have anything else you wanted to ask? Well, we had a question about 1099s. How does that work? Do you have to issue 1099s? I know on mine, I don't. I pay via PayPal. My freelancers, so PayPal issues their own 1099s. And I know it's a tax question, but is there any insight into that? Um, yeah. So I. All mine are done through um, QuickBooks, um, and then I get them as well. Um, but you know, I'm I do the proper you know legal work that I have to do, and I have to send it out like to to my clients as as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I just rely on my my tax professionals <laughs> to do it for me. Exactly, uh, processes are already in place. Just yeah, like I, you just never have to worry about keeping up with anything. I mean, I'm I'm all about hiring the expert um, and their thing, and things change all the time. So when I was traveling the world, I was out of the country for like a solid year, and so um, technically I didn't have to file taxes because um, I wasn't in the states even though I was 
earning U.S. income. However, if I didn't file taxes, then it ultimately works against me when I come back into the States and I have to file taxes, you know, the following year and I have to like prove income and where's this gap at and, you know, the benefits I have children I'm paying for college. Like it just doesn't make sense um, not to do that for me, but for other people who were traveling, you know, their tax professionals like, no, you don't need to do it. <laughs> um, but you just don't know those things because there's so many variables. Um, but I leave all the, the paperwork. I have a bookkeeper and then I have an accountant. Yeah. Harsha was asking. So the accountant has to issue 1099 to contractors. Harsha, actually, uh, you're in charge of that unless you've already had that conversation with your accountant and that's part of their service, for, you know, part of the service they provide. I know with my accountant, it's like, yes, they can do it, but it's, you know, it's an additional fee. Um, I use, there's a website, I think it's called like 1099 easyfile.com or something like that. And it literally takes like five minutes and it saves all the information for the person next year and things like that. Um, so you can't have them do it. You're just going to pay a huge premium for them to, to, to do the 1099s. Yeah. For my, my bookkeeper, um, she helps me with it. And some bookkeepers will just charge. It's kind of like a payroll for them. So they kind of charge based on how many people you have. It might be, you know, it might be $10 per, you know, 1099 or, or something right. like that. Um, but yeah, you'd want to just ask because usually it's not included, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be outrageous, but no one's going to do it unless you, you actually specifically say that they have to, they should offer it though. Ke Kevin's got a, a, uh, statement slash, uh, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> have you ever personally seen someone with a W2 job hire VA to do the job for them? <laughs> uh, I have not, I've, I've heard of it. I've not, I've not actually like seen it, but I have heard of it. And, um, uh, that's a creative yeah. idea. Yeah. And so, and he, so what he was doing was he was creating his own business. And so he had a very, what he would call the boring job and he like outsourced all over the world and, um, had it all set up to make like it was, he was working cause he worked remotely. Um, which is also like a, not a good plug for working, but it, it happened. Um, and he was starting his business on the side and I was like, I, please don't tell me anymore. <laughs> that That's funny. Yeah. I guess I would work for some jobs, but, uh, Amy and our, our, uh, my previous job that we wouldn't be able to outsource. Our yeah. Jobs. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, I think we've got it all covered. This was a, this was a good, uh, a good session. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really enjoyed this. And, uh, I have a lot of work to do because uh, a lot of the things that you outlined, I'm not doing. So, um, yeah, I definitely, uh, I, I like the roadmaps and things like that. Um, you know, having, having some long-term goals, which I don't have for my VA. So that's maybe something I need to, to, uh, think about. So, uh, yeah, fantastic. Can you tell people, uh, you know, more about, uh, you know, I know you, you have, I think you said you have a couple books, um, your website where they can find you, where they can get more information, all that good stuff. Yeah, so um, my books are on Amazon, um, Hire the Right Virtual Assistant or Become a Successful Virtual Assistant. Um, both come with free uh, workbooks, interactive workbooks. So if you get Hire the Right Virtual Assistant, it comes with a free and interactive hiring guide. Um, all the questions that you would ever need to ask, red flags, I mean, you name it. If you don't want to read the book, I summarized it all in the hiring workbook for you because I already know that you're probably really busy and don't have time to read a book. Um, and it's also written in uh, sections, so you don't have to read it cover to cover. You can just jump to a section if you want. Um, the Become a Successful Work 
uh, virtual assistant also comes with a workbook. Um, you can find me at Melissa at the PVA.com is my email. The PVA.com is my website. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and uh, we have the Association of VAs which is association of VAS.com. And you can find out more about us there and you can find out how to join as a client as well. Um, and we also have resources on the, on the site. So the client onboarding that um, I have, is also something that I teach VAs to do. So you can also pull from there, but um, the book has all the resources. Like I hold nothing back. I promise. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. That's great. And remember guys, if you can, uh, you know, remember to subscribe to the podcast, rate us, leave a review. We really, really appreciate it. Everybody who joins us live. Once again, we have some of our, uh, some of our regulars here today. Thank you guys so much. We really love having you guys here. Um, you provided some of the, you know, some of the, the, uh, questions today that were fantastic. So we really thank you guys and we will see you next time. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.